0: to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has
1: to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And today in the Movie Film Studios Memorial Theatre, we sat down and watched the 2017 Cold War thriller, Atomic Blonde. We it's did spicy. indeed, yes. Mm. Uh, but before we get on with all of that, we have to do our traditional check back and, right, ha- yeah. and have a look at how our film last week performed. Now, what was our film called?
0: Uh, I believe we released the uh, animated, 3D animated film called The Salary Movie. We did. It was a salt and battery for a while. (laughs) Yeah, it was. There was a working title there. I'm glad we ditched that in the end. (laughs) I still don't think it was the the best title of the film.
1: No. So this was a a film whereby we market it for children, uh, but it was as intense as The Godfather. That's that's generally it. So I was
0: talking um, uh, to one of the production team down at um, MFW... Uh, digital so yes. movie, movie film workshops yes. uh, digital and i was saying it's, it's a bit of a shame that it was such a highbrow conceptual film and mm. it's a shame that it never got a cinematic release i oh, didn't it? and they they looked at me quizzically and i'm just like well what's that look for and i was like yeah it came out <laughs> it's, it's already been and gone and i was just like how, how did i miss this and apparently there's this phenomenon with uh kids 3d animated films yeah. that they come out and then no one remembers them at all and I'm just like how is that possible and they're like do you know that they made a Madagascar's Penguins film Did the they? Penguins had a standalone feature length animated film really it, it, there's a whole bunch of these films just fall into this nexus of they come out they disappear they end up on netflix and are constantly on like play loops okay. for, for toddlers yep. Yep. so i think that's probably where is that where our film is right now yeah i mean we again have not managed to secure a deal with netflix for release yeah we are still in the works with our own digital distribution platform yep um but yeah that's that's sort of where the nut job over the hedge you know the nut job is getting a nut job too it may or may not have already come out it's impossible to tell there's this collective amnesia when it comes to like these
1: mediocre kids animated films <laughs> Did you know they made a spin-off of Cars called Planes?
0: Yes, there's a second Planes called Planes what? and
1: Automobiles. And they're like fire and rescue.
0: I have no... What's going what? on? See, this is the thing. That there's so many of these that come out, it's impossible to track. I didn't even know that our own movie had <laughs> been and gone at the cinema. I was um, hoping
1: for some kind of premiere and red exactly. carpet, but apparently not. No? It's just, okay, fine, I'll, I'll try and find it then on... I don't even know where it's... Yeah, where, anyway. exactly. Exactly. Anyway, well, I mean, it's good that one of our films at least came out. Exactly. We've not had the best of luck recently with releases, (laughs) but um, um, I'm sure we'll get numbers on how many people have watched it at some point. Some boffin in in legal will give us those numbers at some point. Uh, Great. That's great news. I'm so glad, finally, one of our films is is somewhere out there. Uh, uh, Anyway, let's get on with it. With it. Uh, It's uh, actually
0: kind of good that you did a really horrible British accent because that'll come up in our conversation about (laughs) Atomic Blonde. Um, But uh, for the time being, we'll jump to this week in trailers. So what did we watch this week, AJ? Uh,
1: This week we watched a trailer with one of our favourite actors in it, and that is Dwayne Johnson. Not The Rock. He's not The Rock in this film. Uh, And the film is Rampage based on, as you might expect, the video game of the same name.
0: So You say, as you might expect. I didn't know this video game. I, yep. I vaguely vaguely recall it like mm-hmm. reading in a Nintendo magazine from yep. 1998. Yep. This maybe horrible um, mm-hmm. picture of this terrible game. Yep. But apart from that, I like after watching the
1: trailer, I'm like, what the hell kind of video game that could this possibly have been based on? <laughs> uh, so it's based on a video game where you play as one of three different gigantic monsters: uh, George the gorilla, uh, Lizzie the Crocodile or lizard of some kind and then there's a spiky rat I think all oh, right, kind, I think I it's a rat or it's a wolf or something. In the trailer looked very much like a wolf, but yeah. now that you have me
0: thinking about these images from this video game from the late 90s, I think it might have been yeah, a rat in the video. Yeah. They may have taken some creative liberties. Possibly,
1: there. you know. It's based on the uh, <laughs> the best-selling game. Uh, so the game is is a 2D side-scrolling destructum up, I guess, uh, where you play as one of those three characters and you proceed to knock down buildings and eat people and uh, try to score as many points as possible. Perfect thing to make a view, uh, to make a film. Out. Out of obviously, so the premise of this film seems to be that uh, the there's a big um, Dwayne Johnson is a former military man. Are you M- just
0: assuming that? Because I'm just of assuming how that cut he is. No, no, like- no,
1: no, no, no. I'm assuming it because later on in the trailer they're talking about how he used to be able to fly, he- uh, fly a helicopter, oh, right? He did and so, yeah. he's proficient at firearms, and now he's like a, a gorilla zookeeper? he's a gorilla whisperer, but like, yeah, they, I think he's he's some sort of um, zoologist who, yeah. Um, mate, he, he
0: seems to have found this gorilla when it's young in the forest and yeah, now yeah. is taking care of it in the zoo so. yeah. and
1: then something falls to earth one night a, ga- a canister of some kind which spurts some kind of weird chemical Green gas, gas yeah. all over this gorilla George is it, uh, his name uh, and then George proceeds to grow quite large
0: yeah, so it seems to be a, a, a chemical mut- mut- mutagen, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do they uh, call it? Genetic editing. Genetic editing. Yeah. I think mutagen might be from uh, Ninja Turtles. Probably, but, yeah. But uh, it's the same sort of premise. And mm. like one day he's six foot and 700 pounds. The next day he's nine foot and a thousand pounds. And yeah. he's obviously going to grow exponentially to yes. King Kong yes. style sizes. Yep. And then we have some sort of downtown city rampage mm-hmm. in the style of your Godzillas or... um
1: yeah. But then uh. the, none of the creatures in it seem to be anywhere near as big as Godzilla. They all just seem to be like maybe two or three stories high. See,
0: I feel as though because they keep growing, we haven't reached... The trailer hasn't ah, shown the point where okay. they're, you know, as big as a skyscraper and then yep, yep, as big okay. as the... T- we, haven't quite, yeah.
1: we haven't quite hit the money shot yet. No, no exactly. Okay. So And they hold back on the uh, vision of the lizard creature as well. Sort of You, you see it at the end uh, swimming underwater and Dwayne makes some kind of crack about not. Yeah, it's just like, like the
0: only thing that this whole situation needed, I thought, was going to be a giant lizard, and yeah. the giant lizard comes up, and you're like, okay. yeah, Well done. Well done, Dwayne it- Johnson. <laughs> See, the thing is, you can say, if he, wants, if he wants his name to be Dwayne Johnson, that's fine. Yep. I'm still going to leave the pause for the rock. <laughs> so I'm like, good work, Dwayne. Johnson, Johnson. <laughs> and you, say, you have to say The Rock in your head. As much as he doesn't want it anymore, it's
1: still there. And there's but nothing you can do about it. You know, the weird thing is as well, even if you take out The Rock, you still have to say his last name. Yeah. You can't just say, hey, Dwayne, how are you going? It's always going to be, hey, Dwayne Johnson, how are you going? <laughs> uh, I d- the, mm, this film will be cataclysmically bad. So
0: it's from the same director as San Andreas, yeah, again, yeah. starring Dwayne was Johnson. He was in that, <laughs> yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was very Roland Emmerich disaster film. Yeah, this kind yeah. of feels a little bit more Pacific Rimish without yeah, the without the fighting robots, which is the best thing about that film, as far as I'm aware. I don't know; I still yeah. haven't seen it yet. Oh my, you should see it. Um,
1: but this this film, I believe, is trying to inject some empathy as well because uh, Dwayne Johnson has some kind of relationship, a very tender, caring. They show him sort of uh, going through sign language with George while he's still a normal gorilla. Yeah. So it's implied that they've got some kind of. Um, you know, deep, loving relationship. Yeah,
0: and then he sees this creature that he's loved and cared for since it was an infant yeah. turned into this monster. Yep. And there's supposed to be this sort of heartfelt connection. Yeah, but
1: I'm sure it will be. Yeah. I yeah. want to see the video game based on the movie based on the video game because I'm sure that's coming That as will well. probably
0: bring it out. and yeah. it, But I mean, only to like iOS and it'll be on the <laughs> app store for like, you know, $2 yeah, or something exactly. like that. exactly. And horrible. for some
1: reason, you'll only play as Dwayne Johnson instead of any of the other creatures that you're meant to play as, but anyway, we won't.
0: Again, this is pretty much if (laughs) if um if Dwayne Johnson had um uh been exposed to the gas instead of the rest of us is pretty much our premise for Pacific (laughs) (laughs) Rim Two, where they. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they're doing a crossover universe. Who
1: I would play, I would I'd want to watch that. Yeah, we should just do it. I mean, why not? Anyway, all right. Uh, trailer two. Trailer two. Uh, a film called Bullethead, uh, and the weird thing about this film is that I cannot find any information about it whatsoever. Yeah, so
0: the trailer is so crazy that we went. Oh, who directed this film? You type Bullethead into Wikipedia, it doesn't exist. You type Bullethead bullet into IMDb, and it comes up with like a Steve Harvey character or something like that. Yeah. You search for Adrian Brody or Antonio Banderas or John Markovich who are in this film, and it doesn't say that they're in this film. It's just. It could be a joke. It it could be like a, a like this trailer that they've put up on YouTube that may not be a it's, film it's, or You know is. what it is?
1: Because there's so many high profile actors in it as well, it feels like one of those fake film trailers that someone like The Late Show yeah. might make or one of those American uh, late night comedy shows might make a fake trailer for because John Malkovich is in this. Adrian Brody is in this. Antonia Banderas is in this. Some other actors are in this as well. <laughs> and they do flash up on screen like Academy Award winner Adrian Brody, Academy Award nominee uh, uh, John, John Malkovich. Malkovich. And then but, just Antonia Banderas. <laughs> and then it's like directed from the director Paul Soleil who the hell is that yeah I, like and I went back into wikipedia to look at what he's done he's made like three films and I've heard of none of them yeah so
0: so just to get into what the the trailer shows so um uh, Adrian Brody and John Malkovich and a third younger person who we I don't know who they are mm. uh seem to have been uh, criminals doing Rory Colkin.
1: Rory Culkin which is
0: what could be Macaulay Culkin it, so no it, it is it, it absolutely is, is
1: yeah it's one of his sib- uh, siblings.
0: So, not Kieran Colkin. There's another Culkin. There's another Culkin, yeah. Sure. Culkin's Culkin out there. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, they are criminals and they've done one last heist yep. and they're. Um, uh, inside a warehouse and they've locked themselves in and like yeah. if we can get away with this it's the one last score or we'll meet yeah, up yeah, with our yeah, loved yeah. ones and the world would be a better place mm. and then it ter- like there's police outside so they bar all the doors so the police can't get in mm. but it turns out they've locked inside with them like a Rottweiler or some sort of it's, demonic dog maybe yeah it, it's
1: it's it, some kind of spectral entity like some it, kind of maybe, monstrous maybe dog
0: it could just be a dog it could oh, just no, be a, a thing, guard yeah. dog who's killing them it could be uh, Stephen King um, possessed Cujo style dog. Yeah. It could be a hellhound demon and there's supernatural overtones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't know. And all you see is like them trying to hide from this, you know, th- beast and yeah. you're going to catch flashes of it. And they're like, this blood dragging down the corridors. Yeah. Like, like it's killed someone and dragged them away. And, yep. um, and then the tone's really weird and then Antonio Banderas comes in and there's these weird shots of he's the police director who's trying to catch them and once you're a criminal, you're always a criminal. And yeah, uh, yeah. Who know? I have no I, idea. I, I
1: don't know what this film is about. It I was, don't know if it's a horror film. I don't know if it's a thriller. I don't know if it's... it's an it's action
0: a, heist? I You just... You, <laughs> I
1: have no idea. It could so, be a comedy for all be, I know.
0: There's this weird shot where Adrian Brody is like hiding inside a grand piano. Yeah. And I'm like, Adrian Brody and piano? What else if Roman Polanski has something? Yeah to say about this and then like a bead of sweat drips down his oh, forehead yeah, yeah. and then drips and hits one of the strings on the piano and it rings out and he's just like oh no <laughs> the demon dog slash regular dog slash hellhound slash possessed dog that we don't <laughs> know might hear it and come after me oh, it's, it's crazy I almost
1: got the sense that maybe this I don't know maybe it was one of the lines in the trailer but there's part of me that wants Antonia Banderas to be playing a werewolf in this film and that dog that's chasing them is just him in werewolf form and that's where I kind of want this to go. See, it,
0: again, this is one of those films where it could, if, if there's a good enough payoff at the end, mm-hmm. it might actually It'd be. Or right. and it, it's not.
1: It's no, gonna. It looks horrible. No. It
0: looks absolutely horrible.
1: Speaking of payoffs at the end,
0: yeah, uh, that was my clumsy segue into segue. Uh, into our feature film this yes. week, which was
1: Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde, two thousand and seventeen, sh- uh, starring Charlize Theron. Theron, I believe Ther- it's pronounced. <laughs> there you go. Whatever. Uh, and James McAvoy. That's how yep. you pronounce it, right? John Goodman, John Goodman, and Toby Jones—one of our Toby Jones. I do like. I do really like Toby Jones, Uh, and some other actors as well. As so, anyway. Uh,
0: So you forgot some. One of the Skarsgårds. Peter Skarsgård? Peter
1: Skarsgård, Skel- yeah.
0: S- Stellan Skarsgård's son and Alexander Skarsgård's brother. Apparently there's a clan of Skarsgårds <laughs> and there's like seven children and yep. six of them are actors or a- something like and that. And they're getting so. up
1: against the Colkans, aren't they? Yes, it's, yeah. it's the Colkins versus the Skarsgårds. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's talk about this film. So I remember seeing the trailer for this film and it's very much... Uh, the trailer for it is... Super bombastic, right? It's it's very gratuitous. It's very it feels like a very um, risque, out there kind of bold, uh, comic booky style film. Um, the film is not really like that at all. It starts out a little bit it, like it, that. It, it, it does. The opening shots are very
0: stylized. So it's set in 1989, yeah. um, uh, around the events of the tearing down of the um, Berlin, the, the Berlin, Berlin Wall, Wall. Yep. and so you get this very sort of Neon punk um, uh, aesthetic. Mm. It's got this very late '80s soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got this sort of spray paint graffiti text that sort of pops up on the screen to tell you where you are. Yeah, and it feels very sort of stylized and
1: uh, yeah. Like well, you kind of get flashes of Sin City. At yeah, the start, exactly. I it? mean,
0: again, when you find out that it's based off a graphic novel, that's how it feels. Yeah. They've they've taken that um, that 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 Zack Schneider sort of um, 300 comic mm. book feel. They've taken the the Sin City feel and they've gone, well, this is how graphic novels translate to screen, so here are the same styles that we're going for. Mm -hmm. And then 25 minutes later, you're in the middle of this Cold War thriller where the the basic premise of the film is that there is a list of secret agents out there, Mm Someone has it and they're trying to sell it and Charlie's then theron is sent in to find out who has it where it is yeah um because if they if it's exposed, then all the secret agents on both the Russian and German and American and, and British sides will be exposed and it'll be bad yep. for everyone except for the people who control that information yep yep
1: uh and that's yeah that's pretty much the gist of this plot but um the thing I found with this film is that the story is inherently quite simple, but the film itself is obtuse it's really confusing at times, and I found it really hard to figure out what was happening at various points. And then eventually you get to the end and like, okay, that's actually a really simple story. It's just not told very no. well. No.
0: So again... A film that may be worth watching. About three quarters of the film, way through the film, I was wondering whether we should tell people to watch it or not tell people to watch it. It is kind of worth watching. So if you haven't seen it it and you're thinking about seeing it, I would recommend not continuing to listen because there are spoilers, as always. Yes. Um, Normally it doesn't matter because we're spoiling films which aren't worth watching. (laughs) This one um, has an ending which... Makes the rest of the film make sense, yeah. but it doesn't make up for the fact that you were confused as fuck all the way through the rest of the film yeah. and going, well, why is he doing that? And is he the double agent or is, yeah. are they the double agent? And then I think halfway through, I joked, uh, jokingly said that um, I think Charlie's Theron's character is the traitor. Yeah. And then at the end, it turns out she was, she was. yeah. And then, but then it also turns out she was a triple traitor. Yeah. So she was a secret agent for the British government mm-hmm. who was pretending to be a traitor for the Russian government yeah. but was actually an American spy the whole time. Yeah. Um, and so they have a, a series of stages of reveals of that mm-hmm. and when they reveal that she's secretly the Russian agent, I'm like, didn't they do that with Salt? That horrible <laughs> Angelina Jolie is a, a spy <laughs> film yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was horrible then and then I felt really betrayed and then they did like the third reveal, and it kind of went, oh, that actually kind of makes the rest of the film make sense. Yeah, It kind of feels somewhat worth it. For yeah, the-,
1: the ending is mostly satisfying, I guess, but it just doesn't... I didn't feel very... I didn't feel satisfied. No, because
0: like- that never really made you feel anything for the characters. Yeah. Um, there's one, probably about a 15-minute single-shot um, action sequence in the middle where the stakes of... The stakes actually feel raised. It feels as though... Mm. Um, Charlie uh, Theron's trying to protect the guy who's memorized the list. Yep. Um her trying to keep him alive puts her in danger and she gets beat up. She's killing a bunch of people in and out of like a uh, East German apartment mm-hmm. and um getting stabbed and whacking people over the head with telephones and checking how many bullets she's got left in her gun. And yeah. it feels it does feel tense. But it also feels so out of place yeah, against yeah. the rest of the film. The rest of the film has this very neon glow um Lighting, it has the sort of weird stylized eighties music playing in every bar or club or TV yep. show that they go in. And then you have this sequence which feels much more like the children of
1: men, which is yeah, this yeah, hugely
0: yeah. intense, um weirdly lit
1: and shot sequence. Yeah, it just I mentioned this to Isaac while we were watching that sequence, but my theory with this film is they started with that. That sequence is what they initially had in mind when they were making this film. And then realized that to actually sell that sequence, they need to put a film around it. And so they did that. And that's why nothing makes much sense. Because that sequence is the best part of the film. Yes. As much as I don't really like single camera shots because I find them gratuitous, uh, that is the only point in the film where I was like, oh, I'm actually quite invested in this now. I kind of want to see how this ends. But then everything else that happens to lead up to that and and pretty much everything afterwards as well is kind of like, yeah. take it or leave it. Um, but uh, you touched upon the aesthetics of this film and I do have to actually compliment them and that's, I guess, something that we do for films we don't really like. Um it's it's beautifully shot. Like yeah. they spent money on this film. Just the the de- attention to
0: detail in props to make it feel like it's 1989. Yeah. Yep. The um East German subway trains which mm. look old and corrugated irony and yeah. um all of the cars are of the era. All mm-hmm. of the buildings and the architecture is of the era. Yep. The the TV, like the attention to detail there is just spot on. Yeah,
1: it's almost got a very noirish look to yeah, it exactly. at certain points. It's almost like um, a neon noir as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. Um, It's it's immaculately shot as well. There's a very much uh, aside from that single shot sequence, like there's very clear ideas in how it wants to be shot, and the cinematography in it is very stylish. Um, but everything in it. Everything that you're watching, I don't care about... I didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't really understand what they were motivated by. Um, Everyone's kind of betraying each other for reasons that... Yeah, aren't evident you, at all
0: you, you never know which side anyone's on and they, they make a point of that I think James McAvoy's character right at the end says um, if you can figure out what side you're on then you can figure out more than I know or something like something along those lines yeah. and you're like well that's it's kind of confusing the whole way through because you expect that there's a double agent but you don't expect everyone to be working both sides yeah. you don't expect everyone to be working triple sides and, and just uh, they, they all have their own name and then a code name that they refer to each other as yeah and you're never sure why they want the information or who it's going to yeah. benefit if it does or does not co- come out. so
1: I, I feel like the the reason why this film is so confusing is that a lot of spy films have done the whole double agent thing before, right? They have reveal at the end or close to the end that this person that you've um, spent the film with isn't who they say they are. Yeah. Uh, and I think that a lot of uh, films like this and maybe any other films these days that go for that spy um, uh, that spy genre or the spy tropes basically say, well, we can't do a double agent thing anymore, so it's going to have to be triple. No, 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 quadruple. <laughs> Quad and agent. also every other agent is a triple agent as well. Exactly. Um, let's just throw them all out there. Everyone is working for everyone else. Yeah. And then everyone is working for no one. Because there's like one character in that film that appears for like five minutes who doesn't seem to work for anyone and then is killed it's the he goes to the there's a there's a um a watchmaker who has this list oh right yeah uh and we you know the main charlie's theron's character meets him at, at a certain point and and requests the list um and then another character goes in there at a certain point yeah and he- i have no idea who he was, who he worked for, or why and he was—he was, he was it.
0: Russian KGB, oh, was and, he? and he was the guy who killed the british agent at the very start of the film
1: ah. and
0: but this is the point like again th- there's another guy he's like oh he's kgb and he's spatznitz which is like maybe german secret police yeah. i don't know these terms <laughs> and then there's mi6 and she's she's her point of contact there is c yeah i'm like isn't it supposed to be m, m. yeah um but maybe they've made it slightly different who knows like everyone has their own sort of
1: i like the idea so this is set in the 80s right so, I like the idea that this happens at the same time that the James Bond films are happening. So, this was the Timothy Dalton era. Yeah. So, like, this is an intense, uh, you know, visceral kind of um, emotional high stakes. And then you've got James Bond over in the corner just going, hello, Vodka Martinez, anyone? Yes. <laughs> so, there's
0: actually a thing where um, Michael Caine did a series of secret agent films yep. that was sort of um around the same time that i think maybe Roger Moore was playing Bond okay. and 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 apparently the um Germans and the Russian actual people who worked for the police they were more scared of the um the secret agent that he played who was just a regular guy yeah. who lived in a small town and went about his daily life yeah. and was Pass on secrets is like we were never scared of james bond because he'd go in the casino and say, i'm james bond and and all of a sudden it's like yeah we know you're here we're not going to tell you anything yeah well they were more scared of of these like sleeper agent people yeah. who would come in and assume these unassuming yeah. roles and
1: this is the thing i mentioned to you actually while we were watching this film so um Char- uh, Charlie theron's character what's her character's name i don't know her Couldn't real name you. is like lorraine because that sort of oh, yeah. implied at the end um but anyway her character is uh, obviously the Atomic Blonde of the title, uh, so she's got a very, very white blonde hairdo. Uh, she's always dressed in incredibly upmarket and very like risque kind of clothing in the middle of East Berlin, where everyone is in jumpers and like ratty jeans and stuff, and I'm like... You're a spy. Yeah. Like, you don't blend in <laughs> Not at, at all. all.
0: There's one point in the movie where she wears, like, a red wig and contact lenses to disguise her identity. Yeah. And within maybe two <laughs> minutes has taken, it's them, taken off them off. taken off, And yeah. is kicking people's asses again.
1: But this... I, and the thing is, like, with that, yeah, I was like, okay, you're either an, a horrendous spy because you don't blend in at all... Or you're the best spy ever because you've adopted a character that is so outlandish and so ridiculous that no one would suspect you of being a spy. It's like it would be like if um someone like uh who's a famous blonde socialite these days. I don't know one of the, let's say one of the Kardashians. Eventually, we find out that they're actually a spy for the CIA. <laughs> exactly, like, that would be it. Um, because there's a sequence in this film where they're trying to ferry out this guy. So this this one guy has the list Well, he's memorized the list so they want to take him into one of the Berlins that's safer (laughs) get from From, uh, East Berlin to to West West Berlin Berlin. yeah Yeah. so they want to give him asylum basically so the Brits are trying to get him out of there to keep him safe so um, what they do is they decide to take him out while a protest or demonstration is going on against, um, against the Berlin Wall right so there's a whole bunch of people outside and they go out there And then we learn that the, is it the Russian agents or the German agents? One of the two. One of the two um, know that they're about to take him out. And so they've got snipers set up. And that's fine. But they all know what Charlize Theron looks like at this point. Yeah. So she's marching out there in the complete open with all these people with her platinum blonde hair. And they're like, well, you're going to spot her. Like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just, you know, cut your hair off or put a wig on or something? To disguise the fact that you are who you are, um, and then there's a whole bunch of things that happen. Yeah. Double crossing. I mean, and I suppose because it
0: is based on a, a comic book, you kind of expect that the action is a little bit yeah. realer than real. And then, and then we have certain expectations for um, these spy thriller kind of films mm. that never really live up to uh, any account of what they were actually like. So no. I, I think I mentioned that um, this reminds me a little bit of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, mm. which again is apparently like again i don't know because i wasn't a spy at all at any point yet <coughs> are you sure
1: um is this a front
0: but that, that's very like very slow tense they know there's a mole they go into these secret mm. meetings uh someone's over the course of like 15 years looking for them and trying to ferret out who is exactly the um the person that they're after and yeah it's all very slow and tense and Parts of this film feel kind of very slow and tense. And yeah. I was like, this is supposed to be... Well, it's from the director of John Wick. Yes. So you would expect... It, and there is, it has its fair share of um, close combat, uh, shoot them in the face, head explode, blood against mm. the wall kind mm. of stuff. But it's also this weird sort of contrast of this very slow moving, uh, who's the mole? Mm. Who's got the information? Find your contacts, ferret out who's... Uh, and it's just like, oh this is not what I was expecting because they show one half of that film in the trailer and they don't show the other half at all. Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like they tried to market it as a high-octane comic book film and it's just not that at all, but at parts it is. Yeah. Uh, It's a film that I don't think knows what it wanted to be. Yeah. And I would have preferred if it was more of a slow burn thriller um, where they actually spent time establishing characters and, and reasons for doing what they do beyond... I'm a spy, and it's my job because that's kind of boring. Yeah. Um. I didn't empath- empathize with no. her character at all, and they tried to inject all these feelings of like, oh, uh, you know, the the original spy that they killed was her partner, like they had a intimate, romantic, romantic, romantic relationship. relationship. Which I
0: think you said to me at one point that's going to come back and it's going to be more important. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure it is, and who was right there? Uh, You were. I was. It had absolutely no bearing on anything in the end, which like, in itself is strange. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 it, if you'd said to me, I think that that relationship that she's having with that agent who died is going to have absolutely no bearing on anything at all for the rest of the film. Yeah. I'd go, you, you're you 100% wrong because uh, there's no way they would introduce <laughs> it. But instead you said, I think it's going to be super important and you
1: were 100% wrong but, uh, because they just did nothing with it. But here's why I thought it was super important. Because at the start of the film, when we're introduced to her character for the first Time she's in a bathtub full of ice, like a, a cold bathtub, and she gets out. Uh, and she goes over to the she's all beaten up and bloody, yeah. and, and clearly been uh, in a fight. Um, and she goes over to a drawer, opens it up, pulls out a Polaroid, which is of her and this now dead British spy, secret agent, yeah. uh, and sets it on fire.
0: Yeah, it, it seems as though it might be important.
1: And I'm like, because this film is told in like um flashbacks, and and uh, well, it's told in flashbacks, so the the film is set during her uh, briefing, debriefing. debriefing. Yep. Um, and then the end of the film is sort of set just after that. Uh, but because we then know that that scene where she's burning the photo is a flashback, I'm like, oh, well, clearly she's burning it because he's somehow burnt her. Like, but no, it's no, just it's there for just, no reason. Um, and it's not like we know anything about that guy anyway. Like, there's a there's a secret. The, the film opens at the start with his death. Um, and that's it. That's all we know about this guy. And then she comes in and apparently has a relationship with this guy, but that's it. There's nothing told. It's just, you you sort of said, it's like a dossier, right? Classic spy thing. It's like, right, uh, character one has a relationship with character two. That's all you need to know. And therefore you need to then apply empathy to those characters because of that. And that's it. We're not shown anything. We're just told. And that's not great filmmaking.
0: So fundamentally, if we're gonna, if we are gonna actually unravel the film, yep. it is a spy thriller mm-hmm. with a um, time period aesthetic. Yep. Um, and where we would improve on it is make the character relationships more believable, or, yeah, and yeah. the story less confusing. Yes, or more confusing, even more confusing. So yeah. people walk out going. Yeah, I definitely understood it. And, and, her, <laughs> and so, like, a, a story that's, like, kind of, sort of somewhat confusing, people feel like, yeah, I can say it's somewhat confusing, yeah, but if yeah. it's so confusing that no one understands it, yeah. no one's willing to admit that they yeah. didn't understand it? I Look,
1: we're clearly on the verge of making our own version of Atomic Blonde here. Now, I would truly want this film to be Oscar bait. Right. right. Like, we've, we've, we've aimed squarely in the middle <laughs> for most of our films, right? Uh, but this film, I feel... The one that we make, we've got everything. It's intrigue, mystery. We've got a time period. The Oscars love a weird time period. Yeah. Um, we've got confusion. We've got stakes. We've got, we've got everything. Like, to me, this feels like the kind of film that they announce as, like, a Best Picture nominee. Right. Okay. Um, so,
0: before we take this any further, hmm. maybe we should take it to the green room. Yes, we should. All right. <laughs>
1: All right. Here we go. This is the elevator music. It's it's a long way up. It's on, like, the 50th floor.
0: Well, I thought we were on, like, the third floor looking down on all our lawyers. They're, like-
1: they're very far down. Right, okay.
0: I didn't realise we had 48 floors <laughs> beneath us of lawyers. When did that happen? I don't know. Oh, my God, know. it is getting out of control. Um, <laughs> okay, here we are. All right, okay, great. Room. Um. So... I suppose it begs the question: mm. Are we are we doing a spy thriller action? Because mm. I mean, if you if your goal is for Oscar bait, yes, then like John Wick and uh, Atomic Blonde don't get nominated for Oscars. No,
1: why is that though?
0: I don't know, but your Tinker Tailor Soldier Spies do get nominated for get Oscars. Nominated,
1: yeah, so maybe we I, just I, need Gary Oldman.
0: It's possible. Like it's possible we, we could do that. I, th- I actually feel like. What you do is you don't aim for the best film Oscars. Yeah. You don't aim aim for the best script or best director or best yeah. supporting actor. You you aim for the, like the best costume or the best lighting uh, or the best cinematography. Okay. The technical awards. Yeah, the yeah. technical awards are where it's at. So yep. like you can you can market it as Academy Award winning films, mm-hmm. winner of four Oscars. It's because the costumes are just crazy and out there. It's the Mad <laughs> Max effect, right? Yeah, so yeah, like so that's what we I think that's what we go for. Right. Pick a time period which has. Mm. F- you know, freaky deaky lighting and, yep. and costuming that you can sort of take wherever you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to do the Cold War because that's been done, right? Spielberg's done it a few times. This film obviously did it. Tinker Tailor was was that Cold War? I, I don't remember. Let's just say it is. Um so let's get away from that. We don't, you know.
0: Why don't we do like Cold War two? <laughs> like the future Cold the future? War? <laughs> and that way when they're wearing like um uh like eighties style spiky yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah. pads, so we can Pretend it's the '80s, yep. but it's the '80s version of the future. Okay, so it's kind of like um, ah,
1: okay. uh, yeah, 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 like Back to the Future, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: post, post punk neo spiky like and we can just like hit it really really hard yeah, yeah. with the costuming yep. and go really out and, so, and
1: i can so that means it can be set in 2017 it, right oh, but it it's like be. the 1980 version of 2017 exactly. where okay.
0: where something different happened an alternate history where the berlin wall wasn't torn down it
1: was built two like walls up yeah exactly they, they, made, it. It
0: du- they made a double story <laughs> wall and now now this is cold war Two. Yep. it's the end of cold war yeah the, the sequel to yep. cold war II. yeah
1: yeah cold Cold War Two, the freezing.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we don't call the film Cold War Two. No, the war is called Cold War Two. <laughs> Just like World War Two was the sequel to World War, um, <laughs> this is Cold War Two, uh, the the follow up to the Cold War.
1: I don't know. I kind of like the idea of calling it Cold War Two because it implies that there was a Cold War One film as well.
0: Possibly, I, I actually kind of feel as though we need to do that. Like Atomic Bomb, I, bomb I think was the. Graphic novel was called like the coldest city or something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that made sense. Yep. And Atomic Blonde, they're quite clearly going for like that sort of uh, sex yeah, factor to get right, people yeah. through.
1: Because the coldest city, no one's gonna. It sounds like a weather report, exactly. Honestly. <laughs> so they went for something a little bit more, yeah, sexy. So
0: I think we should do the same thing as well. Okay, where so
1: we make a graphic novel first that has a very generic name, yeah, and then jazz it up. Exactly, All but
0: right. I mean, I don't think that Stephen is it ph king or v king i forget
1: Stephen oh, v. King? v king yeah sure yeah. v
0: king uh he's not the greatest illustrator in the world but it doesn't no, matter so long fine. as we can say that it's based on a graphic novel yeah, yeah. we can do all the dutch tilts and <laughs> the
1: um <laughs> yep picture in picture yeah um let's do yeah some nice harsh lighting yeah yeah that's fine we don't even need to release that graphic novel like someone no, is it somewhere exactly it So it's like you
0: know some it's like based on the graphic novel it's just like like drawings <laughs> by your kids in the bottom of your drawer or stuck just, to your fridge you know yeah. what it is
1: it's like <laughs> i've sat at my desk and i've done i've got another like a pack of post-it notes and just done like a little frame a by little frame, flip like book. A flip book yeah
0: and it's just a guy pulling out a gun and shooting someone <laughs> and going you know what that flip book would make a really good movie <laughs>
1: Um, oh, and at the start, it's subtitled 2017 as well, so you know that that's the year. So that's it; it's the perfect. That's, I mean, that's
0: that's and exactly what we should from. keep
1: the yellow tone as well. on oh, right,
0: post-its. sort of like the the Sin City did that. It's black yeah, yeah, and white, yeah. and we only do red. Only, yeah. So, um, do we do black and white with only yellow, or is it just like <laughs> that? Um, I just want a yellow tone across everything. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, like Atomic Blonde has a nice grey-blue kind of cold, you know, yeah. Soviet-style feel. I just want this to be yellow.
0: Just yellow. It's so, I mean, it, yeah, that amber filter over the top of everything does yep. remind me quite a lot of that. Whenever anything's said in Mexico, yep. it always seems to have that amber filter. Yep. So, is that where Cold War Two <laughs> is? Is um, <laughs> You know what? If we're talking about walls that are coming down yep. and we're talking about <gasps> a uh, politically yeah. uh, political animosity between the US and another yep. country, yep. it could very well be this is post-Donald Trump's giant oh, wall. He did yeah. it. It wasn't just an election promise, which yeah. he had no plans on fulfilling. <laughs> yes. This is... The, it's Cold War two. It's not yep. the Berlin Wall anymore. No, no. It's the, the big Mexi- the wall between so Mexico this and the is, USA. If
1: this is an alternate history as well, I like the idea that the US bought the wall off Berlin and that's how exactly. he was able to do it. Like, brick
0: by brick, they yeah, shipped yeah. it across.
1: Screw like trying to figure out the logistics of building a giant. Just get one from somewhere else. Just get the Berlin. They're not using it anymore. Ship it over to the US. Done. That's how, I mean, they shipped the, stu- the Statue of Liberty in pieces. Why exactly. not the Berlin Wall?
0: Exactly. Great. Okay, so we... So, in in, in this um, uh, film, which we have not come up with a title, which not is yet. set in the period known as Cold War Two, <laughs> between Mexico and the US, yep. a, an agent from the US yes. has to cross the wall, cross the wall to yeah. get into Mexico yep. to find some piece of something uh, or... In so, this, it's um in Atomic Blonde, it's a a list of secret agents. Mm. Uh, I think that's been done to death, and it was done to death a lot more a long yeah, time before yeah, Atomic yeah. Blonde. I think James, did it. like
1: Bond did it at some point as well back yeah. in the day. Like, um, so
0: what's that. this piece of? Um, I have, I don't know what you do it. I mean, obviously we can contextualize it to be uh, two thousand and seventeen. So mm. is it like a a Spotify playlist or <laughs> like? I mean, I don't even know if that's could that be a thing that's so, been encrypted
1: with information. Okay, so the Let's okay. So the wall's gone up, right? And Mexico is pretty much cut off from the world. So the only way that they can communicate with everyone is through Spotify playlists. Yeah. So that's it. They're hiding secret data in Spotify playlists. I think so. But I also think, like, the playlist is so chill and so relaxed Mm. that anyone who listens
0: to it just doesn't think about war anymore. Ah, and the Americans okay. are just like, this playlist is so good that it's it's causing people to be so relaxed. <laughs> yep. and, I mean, they're the aggressors in this, I believe. I think it yeah, will make it yeah, so. Yeah. They actually want the war to continue. Yep. But this playlist is just making people so chill yep. that they're kind of like, well, they don't care about the war anymore. Okay. So just, it's, it's this playlist good.
1: has kind of psychological... Exactly. Um, ...you know... So we, there's yeah there's
0: yeah. data encrypted into each of the songs and yep. I think that's kind of like maybe worming their way into in people's psyches cuz mm-hmm. I mean it's really just I mean, Atomic Blonde does a thing where it's just music from the '80s. Mm. We do music from 2017. I could not name you a single song which has come out. But this But it's year. alternate 2017 it as is well. Alternate so it could be any
1: kind of songs. Like maybe, uh, maybe the music of Berlin at that time, which I think was just David Hasselhoff <laughs> which just <was> Pink. <laughs> I think they mentioned David Hasselhoff in that film as well. Yeah, there's a there's a weird thing in um, in Germany, uh, in particular in Berlin, about. Hasselhoff because he was there when the wall fell yeah, down yeah
0: he sang a song on top of the wall and he, yeah. uh, he to this day credits himself as being one of the people who was primarily responsible for yeah. the, the piece
1: yeah. now, nowadays like in, in actual 2017 the Hoff is really just a guy that gets drunk and pees his pants a lot uh, but I think in alternate 2017, he is, like, the biggest pop star it's, in no, the no, world. No, no,
0: you know he's not. No? He's, the president he's the president of the United States. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and we're going to have to say to Andy Garcia, I know we hired you to be the president <laughs> in all of our films, but not in alternate reality. Alternate reality is yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he, David Hasselhoff, recognized for his peace-brokering abilities yeah. in Cold War One, has now been elected um, prime minister. <laughs> uh, not prime
1: minister. <laughs> Why not? No, let's sure. make a prime minister of the US. So... so there's something again this this is whole So uh, even though the US here. seceded from Britain like years and years ago for some reason they got back together they patched things up and yeah. now the US is actually under the monarch that way, again
0: that way we don't get into legal battles with Andy Garcia that's right yeah, like, yeah. we did contract you to be the president that's of right. the US but in this film it's actually <laughs> a prime minister of the US so uh, we can actually get David Hasselhoff yeah.
1: to play that alright so the Hoff is the prime minister of the United States uh, the Berlin Wall is between the US and Mexico and it's twice as high and
0: it's actually called the Berlin Wall as well for <laughs> so some really strange reason. Yeah. They're like, this is nowhere near Berlin. This yeah. has nothing to do yeah. with uh, Eastern Houghton, West Germany. The didn't
1: realised that Berlin was actually a place and that's what the wall was named after. He yeah. just thought it was a type of wall. Yeah. Uh, so that's why he said, I would like one Berlin wall, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. Now, so Mexico is sending out uh, data through Spotify playlists. The songs themselves are causing everyone to chill out. So there's some kind of psychological mind control thing going there. It makes them sound like they're a bit not, you know, not above board. No,
0: th- th- I mean, I think, you know, there's a there's a moral uh, gray area. I'm sh- I think we'll introduce a scientist character who came up with the ability to encode Spotify playlists uh, okay, yeah. with mood-altering data. That's right, and the US and wants him. The US wants him, that's it. Yeah. He, that, and he's in Mexico, and he's, he's, working, uh, he's working against, yeah. like, he's in, uh, in captivity or in mm. prison because he's like, I refuse to do this, I think people yeah, should be yeah, able yeah. to listen to whatever music and not have themselves mm. influenced.
1: Now... I like the idea, so let's, let's say that is the case and they need to get the scientist out of Mexico. They're trying to extract him out of Mexico. Um, now, Atomic Blonde had the whole thing of like, well, you are the worst disguised spy in the world. Now, I really want our film to do that as well. So I think that the Hoff should be the spy. The most recognised person in the world should be the spy that goes into Mexico to try and extract the scientist and bring uh, them back to the US. What do you think? I don't know if he has the acting chops, if I'm being completely honest. And
0: in my head, in in the trailer, Mm. it has, like, pretty much every actor we have there has to be from Academy Award nominee or Ah, Academy Award winner. And I feel like we can then go... And David Hasselhoff <laughs> as Prime Minister of the U.S. and kind of everyone's like, oh, he's playing the Prime Minister and doesn't realize that there's no Academy Award tag yeah, above his yeah, head. Yeah. But I think for everyone else, and there has to be like thirty or forty of them, and they all have to be Academy <laughs> so Award. So even winners minor,
1: of- minor like one note characters need to be Academy. Absolutely. Award. Okay, well that's true. That's how you get. That, I that's mean, how you get an. If Oscar. we're going
0: Oscar gold, yeah. then that's you know what we can call the film as well. What is we can call it Tequila Gold. <laughs> And I feel as though just having that gold in there, <laughs> the Oscar people are going to go like, "There's gold out. Our statues made of Can gold, we- and there's a subconscious um, uh, connection between the two, and they don't realise it, but we've actually encoded the word to tequila gold oh, with yeah. mood altering Spotify um, playlist, Spotify playlist, to so make them think that maybe we should nominate this oh, for this at is- least a technical award.
1: This is so good. Okay, um, so. Who then will be our spies that go into Mexico? I so d- it really doesn't matter. Doesn't if, matter if you can
0: think of someone who has been Academy Award. Wi- oh, well, let's let's
1: go. I mean, I mentioned Gary Oldman. Yeah, sure. Has he won? Any- I don't know. I'm sure he has. He's done a lot of stuff. He has done he a lot have of stuff. Won four.
0: You should, You would feel as though. Um.
1: I. Uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's assume that he. Yeah. He has. Um, Let's get John. Ma- oh, John Markovich is just a nominee though. Exactly. Not good. Enough. The
0: nominees did not make the cut. I am sorry. We
1: can now cast Leonardo DiCaprio. We
0: can we finally got one. I think after all of all of this time, when w- there's so many films that we've made that he could have been in. Yeah. Right? And uh, and he, he just he was he didn't make, yeah. didn't make the cut. It didn't make the cut. And, and Tequila Gold is going to be the um, the first <laughs> film that he's in yep. as Academy Award winner Leonardo yep. DiCaprio. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Kate uh, Blanchett. She's one of yeah, I'm sure she has. Yeah, yeah. she for for Elizabeth. Yep. Um Judy Dench. Uh,
0: yeah. She, I mean, these these people have been in our films they though. Have, yeah. What about like Holly Hunter? I Hol- think she. Ooh, I think yeah. she's won. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. All yep. of all of the people whose initials are HH <laughs> who have won awards, uh, we can get them in. Um, <laughs> who else is there? Jeremy Isaac. Jeremy Irons. Yep. <laughs> uh You know, uh, did uh, Emma Stone win for the Help? Because uh, if so, I think she'd make. Uh, it,
1: she might have. Yeah. A great like. Then she lead. won for La La Land.
0: And like sure. Why not? Emma Stone? I think we'll put. I think we'll put her in as our our lead. Yeah. And she can be. The the titular tequila gold, tequila gold yeah. But people aren't really sure. Like Atomic Blonde is like, again, it doesn't really have any bearing on Charlize Theron's no, character, no. and it doesn't really mean anything. No. And they're like, all the audience is just gonna be like, is that supposed to be a reference to her? Is she yeah. tequila gold? Yeah. Or is?
1: And is I think inexplicably she shouldn't have gold hair. No, just make it black so that you have no um, idea. So,
0: in, and then you... like Is that even Emma Stone? Yeah. I, I only really know her as redhead uh, Emma <laughs> Stone. And then she went blonde for the Spider-Man, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man, and apparently her natural hair colour is blonde, blonde and Jad yeah. Apatow told her to go red. Yep. But now we tell her... where are Jad Apatow <laughs> too who tell her to go black to revive her career, that's, which doesn't need reviving because right. she's still pretty much on top of her game. Yep. So that's um, that's how that'll all work okay, out. Okay,
1: great. Uh, now and I, so who's our scientist character Who's then? our scientist character? I
0: did suggest Jeremy Irons. I believe yeah. he did win, I think... At one stage, we weren't sure. and yep. I think in one of the previous podcasts, we say, "He is he an, a nominee or a winner? But he did win did in, he? like, 92 for a film Man. I've never heard of I've realized, and looked I've up really, and don't I can remember. I
1: think of him in The Lion King, yeah. which I don't think he won anything for, but anyway. I'm sure he has. We'll do the research. We'll
0: get him to play the same character he played from The Lion King. <laughs>
1: so, so the, si-
0: the scientist has a scar <laughs> in the same place that Scar has a scar, yep. and he breaks out into song <laughs> and dance. T- <laughs> Um, a bunch of <laughs> hyenas turned <yeah>. up.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, well, speaking of The Lion King, then we have to have Whoopi Goldberg in there. So, Whoopi Goldberg plays one of the hyenas in The Lion King, and I know that she is an Oscar winner because I think she won for The Color Purple. Um, so, she should be in it. Yeah. I don't know what she's going to be doing, but maybe a getaway driver or something. Yeah. If every mind, like every single person, in the, no matter how little screen time they... If it's like a crowd, like a crowd shot, and there's just people walking by... Oscar winners, every single one Does it have to be acting Oscar winners? Or we can do, like, you know, the the editor uh, in in Dances with Wolves
0: (laughs) can be a background (laughs) extra because technically they are an Academy Award.
1: Anyone that has access to one of those gold statuettes. In fact, I'll say this, right? If you can turn up to the set with the Oscar... That's how you get into our film, sure, right? Like, and you kind of you also have to be holding it in every, in every
0: shot that you're in. You have to be holding <laughs> the statuette as well. Have you seen the thing um, uh, where Anna Paquin, who yep. won for the um, piano, yep. um, her Oscar statue is actually kind of like she's just had it in her kitchen, no, really. and it's gone a little bit corroded and yep. rusty, and yep. people are, like really upset with her. Yep. So it'd be kind of funny when everyone comes in; they're all sort of comparing how good. It's like. <laughs> I won for the 1969 film, The Sting, as composer of the music. (laughs) And like it's just like all the gold plating has just come away and it's this rusted old man just sort of like sitting behind.
1: Aside from our primary cast, everyone else, you'll be placed into the film based on how good of a condition your Oscar statue is in. So if you want a meaty role with a couple of lines of dialogue in there, you better have a pretty ship-shaped Oscar statuette.
0: So we actually break the script down into number of lines of dialogue or screen time. and then we line everyone up and just assign roles. Yeah. And, and I mean, that way, uh, Emma Stone, who like won like last year, hers yeah. is in pretty good nick. So, she, she won with Best so, Actress yeah. as well. So, and yeah. so one of the animators on um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves who's <laughs> inexplicably 119 <laughs> and still alive and ha- has got one of their tiny little like uh, um, yeah. miniature dwarf uh, Oscars yeah, sort yeah. of shows up and, yeah. and he can be like
1: some guy lying in a bed somewhere. <laughs> fun fact about the oscars as well the statuettes anyone that wins them doesn't actually own them they're actually owned by the academy and you're meant to give them back to them at a certain point like if you don't want it anymore for whatever reason oh, right. it actually goes back to them so
0: you can't sell them on no i like like olympic gold medals i think people like go yeah i mean i have the record and i, yeah. I don't need this physical thing
1: that, yeah no, like no, no, Mike,
0: no. michael phelps could, could michael phelps be in our film <laughs> We well, like, do you need a sports person. We in do, but only if he like melts down like <laughs> 10 of his uh, like 100 gold medals yeah, yeah. And, and forms it into a sculpture of a person <laughs> holding a sword. That's the only way that he can be yeah, in our yeah. film.
1: What would he play? I mean, we need a character for him. Um, I Look, we need a competing spy character, right? So we need right. someone to act opposite Emma Stone. So in Atomic Blonde, it was James McAvoy doing whatever. Um, so Michael Phelps in our film could be the opposite Right. By who Emma Stone meets in Mexico. Um, like, he's. Uh, Marco Phelps is a sleeper agent in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and, and
0: speaking of people who just like <laughs> physically do not fit in, yeah. you've got this like seven foot tall guy <laughs> with like, you know, size 20 feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Like, no one in this film needs to look like they fit into the roles at no, all.
0: Especially since all of, like, the extras in the Mexican cities yep. are going to be, like, 80-year-olds, yeah, like, yep. costume designers. See,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's good about this as well? The, the best part about setting it in Mexico is that we can be crazy with the outfits. Because, obviously, the Day of the Dead is a, well, it's a festival that happens now because of Spectre. That's a whole different thing. Uh, but we can be completely crazy with the costumes because of that, right? Like, what if it, we set this whole thing during the Day of the Dead Festival? So everyone is dressed up in the most flamboyant and extravagant costumes ever. That's Oscar gold right there.
0: Exactly. But it's, it's got that sort of, like, uh, alternate future. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Everyone's wearing, like, weird neon rings around them exactly, as well. Exactly, yeah. Um, that have no inexplicable... Purpose, like no inexplicable there. purpose. Yeah, that's so, right. No uh, inexplicable purpose. An
0: inexplicable purpose. Um, <laughs> uh, and hoverboards? Do we just take like all like Ooh. all of the the alternate sort of future from all of the eighties <laughs> films? Okay, and just like have yeah, like, yeah.
1: anti gravity hoverboards, yeah, hover cars, hover yeah. cars. Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, yeah, why not hover um, hover tacos? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear, that's horrible. Uh, um,
1: yeah, I know. But uh, I mean, we're just chasing best costume, okay? So I mean, are matter. we putting
0: all of our eggs in that basket? Because like, yeah, um, what, what other
1: basket could I mean, we possibly put? Because we could do in? best original soundtrack.
0: We do costuming, yeah, okay. editing, lighting, yeah. practical effects. I'm I'm all for costuming. If like in terms of um, uh, I think this is what a lot of films do badly mm. is that they try and make a good film like a good overall film. Yeah. And they never go. We're going to target this one Oscar, yeah, and yeah. we're going to go all out for yeah. that one Oscar. And yeah. no one's really gone costumes. We don't care about <laughs> script. We don't care about directing. We don't care about cinematography. We don't care about acting. Yeah, just costumes <laughs> and just like, like every scene is a costume change. Yeah, <laughs> like and and every person is wearing like just yeah. and it's. And I think what we do is we mine every Academy Award-winning film yeah. for the best costumes.
1: yeah, and, just and we just mix them all up. Mix them all up. Yeah.
0: So, like, everyone walking down the street is just uh, just wearing, like, 18th-century Victorian <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. from Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> and, like, oh, there's there's Maximus from Gladiator <laughs> for some really weird reason. We should get
1: the actual costumes, though. Absolutely. Right? Like, why bother making our own? Like, they're never going to be as good as the ones that you saw in Gladiator or Sense and Sensibility. And they're all in museums somewhere. Yeah. So you know, why don't we just why don't we just borrow them? Just borrow. Let's borrow,
0: them. Do you know anyone who owns like a Planet Hollywood? I'm sure they're like
1: yeah, no, there's of, y- like you know, just you know, sneak in and just oh just uh, j- uh, j- 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 glass j- j- just they're all behind glasses, just Jimmy the Lock and stuff. Okay, you know
0: what we could do as well. We could make a film of like stealing the costumes. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> last week you mentioned the heart of darkness thing, which was yep. like a making of. Yeah. I think we definitely give GoPros to all of our Ocean's Eleven type crew <laughs> who are stealing the costumes yeah, for this film yeah. as and well. We
1: make we make the uh, the spiritual sequel to Ocean's Eleven and call it I don't know Lakes Ten. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs>
1: terrible name but that's as, like, as
0: absolutely horrible there's no tequila gold <laughs> no, tequila te- gold just makes you think <laughs> of oscars it, it actually doesn't it, it makes, you do the, like, makes you think of like alcohol, <laughs> alcohol. <actually. laughs> um is I, that,
1: is uh, that where we get a product tie-in do you think i think we can- so i think we have to get i think we have to be sp- sponsored by some kind of tequila company and i think what we should do as well if um we are going for oscars and everyone in the film is going to be holding oscar statuettes Every bottle of Tequila Gold should be shaped shape, like, like an Oscar. An Oscar. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I mean the we make the. Again, I don't really drink that much. Tequila is slightly yellowish, right?
1: No, it's white. It's completely really? clear. I think.
0: I think I have. We well, we'll try and make a Watch yellowish your tequila. Yes, gold <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, the worm has turned. Uh, no, we 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 make a yellowish tequila. It's yeah, yeah, like yeah. a goldy co- yeah. kind of color. So it comes in a glass bottle shaped like an Oscar statue.
1: And yeah, so. I almost want. So who's playing our scientist again? Some academy. It was warden. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. I want him to dress up in an Oscar outfit as well.
0: <laughs> so he kinda of just looks like the Tin Man from Wizard <laughs> yes. of Oz.
1: Again reminding people of great Oscar winning yeah, films. Yeah, that's
0: right. And I think like <laughs> when we write the script as well, we kinda of have to um uh have in all these really sort of uh oblique references to other yeah, films. Yeah. So it's like oh, you know, sometimes reminds me of my childhood and I feel like a child of a lesser god. And there's a like, like so every line of dialogue has like a, a, a name of an Oscar winning yeah, film in there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I remember going to my prom. My partner couldn't dan- dance. It felt like I was dancing with wolves. <laughs>
1: And then Emma Stone turns to Michael Phelps at some point and man, man, the odds are against us. This is going to be a Titanic effort.
0: Exactly. Your, so yours was seamless. Mine was, like, incredibly clunky because I couldn't think of... I'm
1: trying to think of, like, films that have won Oscars as well. And, like, Titanic's pretty... Yeah, it did win, right? I'm sure. It, I think sure. it won
0: more Oscars, like... uh, And we maybe just call a character Ben-Hur. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> but it's a female.
1: Yeah, sure. Ben, That's Emma ben Stone's H-E-R. character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben-Hur. Oh, Ben-Hur,
0: right, yeah, sure. Yeah. Just because otherwise, like, people might cotton on to what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, this is possibly the best film we've ever made.
0: I think so. I mean, really, uh, I don't think anyone else has um, actively gone up. I mean, people are like, oh, that's Oscar bait or whatever. Like, you know, they're, yeah. they're de- 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 by the time no, that they no, were- li-
1: No film sets out to actually be Oscar bait. We are. We I mean, exactly. are just a hundred percent like we, shamedly. We're like you know what we're like? We're like we're trapped in the forest and we've put like a piece of food inside one of those like um rope um noose things on the ground. Yeah. And it's just it's bait for Oscars and we want them to be ensnared by it. And they're gonna hang upside down till they give us that damn Oscar yeah. for best costume. That's it. We only want one. We just want one. Surely every other film that's come out this year can just skip it, right? I don't care. We've got every single costume that has won best costume in our film. They're all there. We Our script is just full of film references um, of films that have won Oscars. Every single actor in this film has won an Oscar. How can we lose? Exactly. How can we possibly... I'm going I mean, to the- build the trophy. It's, it's right It's not even now.
0: subliminal. Like, it's, it's no, liminal. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's right, <laughs> right in your face. This yeah. is Oscar. Think Oscar. When you think this film, think about Oscars.
1: <laughs> can we just have, like... Oscar flash in the background occasionally. Just like we're doing it liminally, I know we're doing like the well, let's do it subliminally as well. Just <laughs> someone walk, walks
0: past the trash can. Guess who pops out? Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Just like it's everywhere. It's so in your face.
1: But Oscar hasn't won an Oscar though. We should surely. Surely, like one
0: of the Henson Company people have one.
1: Oh, uh, so but I mean, are we going to go by like are you tangentially related to someone that's won that's won an Oscar? You know, Cause I then mean, technically just, that's us as
0: well. Yeah, it's true. I mean, maybe we just get like Sir Ian McKellen to operate the puppet, and, uh, <laughs> and that'll, that'll be enough. <laughs> yeah, that's, really. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he's it's his voice coming out of Oscar the yeah. Grouch. You know how they always recast actors. You know when like when um, Richard Harris passed away, um, when they were filming the third Harry Potter film and they had to replace him with. Um, that other... Michael guy. Gambon. Michael Gambon. That's what will happen. I'm sure... Kids will love Oscar the Grouch being voiced by Ian McKellen. <laughs> has he won an Oscar? I'm sure he has. Surely he has. For like
0: Henry VIII or I think there was Possibly a- Possibly for
1: Lord of the Rings as well. I I'm That's not sure they really got uh
0: They they like they did the right thing, right? It was all yeah. costuming. It yeah. was like winner of 11 yeah. Academy <laughs> Awards, including-
1: That's right. You know, best, you best remember- catering.
0: <laughs> Is best catering a category? Because it should be. It really, It's so <laughs> important and no one thinks about it.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, tequila gold. Tequila Gold. Catch it in cinemas just before the Oscar season. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: this is the problem. Normally, we put these films out, like, or at least try to, the week afterwards, so we can talk about. Um, ha- if they were successes or failures. Oscars are in normally uh, February. mid-Feb, yeah. so we may have to sort of Just like wait. make it and wait. Yeah, Because, yeah, if you yeah. release a film too early, as everyone knows, you people forget about it. People have no. short memories. I mean, we, we talked more, about the not, salary movie, right? Yeah. That's so easily forgotten.
1: <laughs> well, I, this is the thing. You know what's going to happen? More so than people forgetting it, that's going to come out. Every other studio is going to look at it and go, holy crap, we know what they're doing. They're clearly going for Oscar bait. And then they're just going to do the we're exact gonna same thing. We're going
0: to get into a Deep Impact Armageddon studio Yeah, exactly. Studio they're just going to make yeah. the exact
1: same thing. And then we're going to get trumped because you know what they're going to do? The one costume that we make in our film that's original, they're going to put it in their film along with all the other costumes and then they'll beat us. Exactly. So we're screwed. So we release it.
0: Should we pick an easier category then? Or are we all in on costumes? Oh, we're all in on costumes. What are we going to do? We're
1: going to return all those costumes we just stole? That's true. I mean, it's so hard to sneak back in and put them in there.
0: As Antonio Banderas told us in the trailer for Bullethead, (laughs) once you're a thief, you are always a thief because you've taken things. I don't know what his speech was about,
1: but it was pretty much that. I don't even know what character he's playing, but anyway. Uh, I think that's a wrap. I think so. Tequila Gold.
0: Tequila Gold. Yep.
1: We've birthed it. It's out there. It's out there, but not yet. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. January. January. I want to say January fourteenth. No, no, absolutely no. not. The day if before it, the The Oscars. day before the
0: Oscars. <laughs> it's. It, I don't know. Let's say. Let's say the Oscars are on February twentieth. We are releasing this on February nineteenth. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be right in the the minds of the people who are at the Oscars. Going.
1: Uh, I'm not even sure when the cutoff date is for nominations. I mean, we that, we may be like. Oscars 2019. I don't know if I can wait that long. That's true.
0: I mean, I I suppose who's voting? Is there any way we can sort of like bribe them as well? Like,
1: oh, absolutely. We well, I mean, we. I think it's one of the actors is going to leave their Oscar statuette behind. We'll
0: just uh, exactly. I mean, I've them. got a mate who owns an engraving business. There's no, no reason no. we can't just custom engrave our own plate and <laughs> stick it on the bottom of the Oscar. I mean, there's, no, there's no reason we can't get a <laughs> bottle of tequila gold and just get our own custom engraved plate that <laughs> yeah, said, sure. winner of best original alcohol in a film. <laughs> That's <laughs> done.
1: We can sweeten the deal as well. Those costumes we stole, just give them one. They can have one. Whatever one they want. All those great costumes, they can just pick and choose one and, uh, you know, a bit of Oscars return. A bit of gold in return. I think that's the way we do it. Um, yes, I think that's a wrap.
0: All right. Uh, any any housekeeping to... Uh...
1: Uh, as always, there is always housekeeping. Uh, one of the things I keep forgetting to mention is that we have a website, and it's a very pretty website with a whole bunch of bits and pieces and our photos on there and some bios and who knows what else will be on there in the future. In fact, if you like our theme song, it's also on there for download. Um, it is moviefilmstudios.net. Uh, so use the browser of your choice to go and check it out. Uh, we are on iTunes, we are on pretty much every other podcasting app in existence, even the ones that haven't been created yet. Uh, we are on Facebook, we are also on Twitter, we are at Movie Film Studio. Oh... OY oh, why. why twitter why you've increased Was the that char- movie
0: film o studio O-O-O-Y? <laughs> is that how it's spelled <laughs> that's or? how it's spelled yeah right, put okay. that in
1: uh, i mean twitter increased the character count to 240 now and yet your usernames cannot have more than x if, if people
0: downloads. tweet like at hashtag or at movie film studio hmm. can they add the s like afterwards and it's not like a link yeah
1: um, uh, I probably need to put a space after it.
0: (laughs) Just do it, guys, for us. We would really appreciate it. We would really
1: appreciate it. Uh, If you want to write a review as well, we're also on YouTube, um, but if you want to write a review on YouTube or iTunes or your podcasting app of choice... Or, you know, some random website we've never heard of, but you want to send it to us anyway, please do. And uh, there's a chance you might get it read out. So, there's no, have
0: we we got any more star ratings on iTunes Uh, that have bumped us over the limit where they're (laughs) like, let us read our reviews? Or is it one of those Uh, sad state of affairs uh, where. It's
1: still a very sad state of
0: affairs. (laughs) Thank you all for listening this week. I've been Isaac.
1: And I've been AJ. Roll credits.